Thompson to kick it off. Five yard line on the return. Up ended at about the 17 yard line, and it was Razzie Smith who came up with the tackle. Washed up, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of 407 Legends. So I guess tonight he went two and zero against us in high school. So we got to come at him real humble. <laughs> and this brother did everything on the field, man. So, but welcome to the show, class of two thousand and five, Olympia High School defensive back, running back, wide receiver, kick return, everything, and track star, <laughs> Razzie Smith. Razzie, we appreciate you coming on to hang out with the Washed Up Boys, man. How you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really, really honored that you, you know you asked me to come on to the show, man. I've been paying attention to what you guys been doing with the podcast, and I, I, it's really great, man. Especially for the for the Central Florida area, man. Oh man, that's love. We appreciate, appreciate you, bro. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, let's get to it, man. So, bro, it seems like everyone in your family played ball, man. Was the game in your <laughs> blood from birth, or was it something that you got on to later? Uh, I, I would say right away, and it wasn't anything that, you know, I felt pressured to do, you know, mm-hmm. so um, it's just one of the things where, you know, early on, I, I mean, my parents got pictures of me at, you know, four years old, um, you know, putting on this little Miami Dolphins and Tampa Bay uh, <laughs> uniform with the helmet and all of that, so uh, I just it just came, you know, sitting down with my dad, man, at an early age, and, you know, just slowly started to have a love for the game, and you know, kind of, kind of went from there. Word, word. Uh, so before we actually get into, you know, your football career at Olympia, uh, that four by one team your junior year was special, man. Uh, Bernard McGee, yourself, Marcus Postal, and Chris Johnson, you guys win mm-hmm. state in two thousand and four. Uh, and to do that in the largest classification in the state of Florida is no joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got all those teams from South Florida. Uh, Seminole had a squad. Um, even Olympic medalist Walter Dix was in the building. Uh, but talk about that experience, man. And what was it like bringing the state title back to the O? Man, it was it was a great experience, man. I think you know, and on on that, like the year before that, we had won state also um, with that for about one team. But those guys ended up graduating, mm-hmm. so Chris. Chris was kind of like the only remaining member of the four by one, the original four by one team that we had at Olympia, um, and we kind of we kind of took the torch and went along with it for the for the following year, man. But it was fun, man. We you know we built chemistry. We had a great great coaches out there. Um, they really pushed us, um, and then we got to the state meet um, at UF, and it was really came down to us and Seminole. Mm-hmm. And earlier on in that season, we had a track meet at Seminole. And at that time, Seminole didn't have a rubberized track, so oh, they're practicing ages. every day. <laughs> yeah, and they know how, they know how to run on it. Mm-hmm. So we came out there and we we were sliding all over the place with our spikes. So we just mm-hmm. had to put regular regular tennis shoes on. And man, you would have thought they won the state championship. Man, they ended up beating us like right at the finish line. And mm-hmm. um, so when we saw each other at state. You know, it was a lot of trash talk. And uh, I think in the prelims, um, they ran a pretty good time. We ran a pretty good time. I think we had a, a faster time by them by a little bit. But, you know, it came down to the finals. Stadium was packed. And uh, we beat them boys, man, and brought that gold back to the old man. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it felt great, man. 
did you kind of mm-hmm. always know you were the fastest kid on the on the field, or did that come kind of later on? You have to work on it, or uh, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't realize it until later. I think my dad realized it earlier than I did. So what my dad used to do is he used to put me in heats uh, back in the day. So I, I started track was probably the first thing that I did as far as a sport. So I did mm. that before football, and my dad. Um, and my uncles used to run this kind of like track meet for kids in the area. And he would put me in the heats with kids that were like two years, maybe time three years older than me. Mm. But I didn't know. Yeah. So I, I was a six, six, seven year old. And he'll put me in the heat with nine, 10 year olds. And, you know, I wouldn't win, but I'll be up there in the top three. Um, so I think yeah. he kind of he didn't tell me that until later on, until I got older. And he was like. You know those kids was a lot older than you, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so he kind of kind of built my confidence with that. And uh, you know, by the time I got, you know, around you know nine, ten years old, I realized that you know I was blessed with 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 some great speed. So I had to you know utilize that as, as to, to my ability. Man, I'm taking notes over here, bro. Me and you both, <laughs> for real. That's that's what it takes. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. So um, before we get off the track, I just had a question. Um, we know, did you guys kind of feel pressure to repeat coming up? Because I know you say you guys replaced a lot of those, you know, those graduating seniors from their previous year. Um, yeah, to be honest, I, I don't think it was like a tremendous amount of pressure, but we wanted to be able to, you know, step right in and not mm-hmm. miss a step. Kind of expected to win it, though? Or was it a little bit of a surprise, uh, do you think? I, I don't know, bro. but to be honest, yeah. man, we, we had Chris Johnson as our, as our last leg, man. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those things where, like, you know, we – as long as we kept our steps and did our handoffs and, you know, kept everything in line, by the time we handed it off to him, man, it's a wrap. Nah, so, right. um, you know, that's that's the way we kind of went about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we – you know, the first couple of meets, you know, we were kind of trying to get our chemistry down, but by the middle of the season, man, that 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 chemistry and our confidence was through the roof. So we yeah. knew nobody was gonna beat us. Man, that's wow. what a feeling. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you know, I know we didn't really hit on your track stuff, man. But on that football field, man, you were the real deal too. Uh, you played everything on offense, defense, and special teams. Um, your senior year, you earned all the local honors. Uh, you carried the team to a very respectable seven and three record. Um, now, at this time, Olympia was still, you know, fairly new school, um, and they hadn't really had that that old established tradition like your uh, Boons and Apopkas and things like that. Now, right. you still did your thing, and you were you were known around the area, but you think had you went somewhere, I guess, to like an Edgewater or a Apopka, that maybe you wouldn't have kind of been under the radar as much? I don't know, man. That's, that's, a, that's a tough call, you know, mm-hmm. because – um, you know, we we had guys that were getting looks and, mm-hmm. you know, based off of the uh, attention that I was getting, um, you know, through, you know, letters and phone calls, you know, I was not short of, of getting any type of like, uh, you know, big time notice okay. you know, at, at all. You know, so no. I think the, the biggest thing for me, what I, you know, if I look back and say, you know, where, where did I miss a step? is not going to the camps that the university uh, used to. So I think that was a that was a big thing for me. But I, I mean we had we had coaches coming in there all the time, man, because okay. we had I mean, especially my junior year, you know, we had Chris Johnson and Bernard McGee and Maurice Price and those guys, you know, they they were great 
players, man. So mm-hmm. we, you know, we definitely got the attention coming in for at oh. Olympia. Okay. So after graduating from from Olympia, man, you signed with Boston College. Uh, first, tell us about your recruiting process. Like, which schools were you seriously considering? And then uh, tell us why you decided on BC. Yeah. So you know, my junior year, that's when I really started to um, gain some attention. Um, and my junior year was when I actually got moved to corner as as my primary position. So, mm-hmm. you know, before that, I was mainly offense, um, and then they they kind of convinced me to move over to the other side of the ball, but I was still going to be doing, you know, both sides of the ball either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but corner was my primary. So, you know, I, I was learning the position my junior year. By the time spring ball came around, I had a great spring game, and then that's when the attention started coming in, the letters and the calls and all of that. And um, so you get to the end of, end of my senior year, you know, I started getting heavy attention from a lot of one double A schools. Um, so I went on a visit to Georgia Southern. Um, and then I was getting attention from Illinois State. Um, and then as far as like, you know, Division 1A, it was USF, uh, Cincinnati. Um, wow, I'm trying to think who else. There was like Toledo. Um, some of those schools like, you know, in between my 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 spring game and the end of my senior year kind of fell off. And like I said, I think a lot of it had to do with not attending those camps. Cause I mean, I had the yeah. South Carolinas and Auburns and, um, you know, some of those schools, you have FSU was looking mm-hmm. at me at one point, which that was my, that was my main school. That I really oh, wanted that's to go a dream to. school. Uh, yeah, that was, that yeah. was the dream school. That I mean, that that's from, from a kid, man, watching the Seminoles back in the, in the nineties with Peter Ward, you know, I wanted oh, to right. play there. Right. Damn, Razzie. So. You were cool, bro. I found that out. <laughs> 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 nah, I know Peter Warren was a bad boy, man. So uh, really, he was. Yeah, he yeah, was. Man. So, uh, but as far as like BC, so what happened was uh, my um, one of my teammates, Brendan Deska, uh, committed to BC early in the season. Uh, he was mm-hmm. a defensive end for us. Um, mm-hmm. He committed to D- uh, BC at probably like before the season started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get towards the end of the season, BC's looking at his highlights and everything, and they see me. On his highlight film, I got a pick six against Jones, mm-hmm. and um, they were like, "Well, who's this guy?" <laughs> um, and this was this was probably, if, if I remember correctly, this was probably like around like early January, so we were probably like a month out from signing. Oh, day. okay. Um, and they contacted me, and the coach, uh, Coach Jason Swepson, was the one that recruited me. Um, and he kept it real with me. He was just like, "Look, you know, we really like you. Uh, we're looking at some other guys as well." Uh, so we don't know if we'll be able to offer you at the moment, but we will keep in contact. Um, and, you know, I, I heard back from him two weeks later, excuse me, three weeks later. Uh, so it was like right around signing day. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I, w- I had committed to Georgia Southern at the time. I went on a visit to Georgia Southern, committed, and I was, you know, ready to be uh, Georgia Southern uh, mm-hmm. on their football team. And then BC comes in and Coach Swepson hit me up. And was like, you know, we want to offer you a scholarship. Um, I was really conflicted, man, because I Ooh. really felt good about, you know, what was going on with Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous about BC coming in last minute. You know, I was just like, I don't know if they're really, if I'm really a priority. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, after talking to Coach Swepson and, you know, I also talked to my teammate, Brendan Deska, he was like, listen, let's just go together, man. He was like, you know, two Olympia Titans at the <laughs> same school. Uh, let's get it done like we've been doing on, on for our entire four years. 
So uh, I ended up actually committing and signing before I actually even went on a visit to BC. Oh, because word. of the, the because because of the way the timing went. So they actually flew me, my, my mom and dad in um, that weekend after signing day. Um, oh, I kind of just had like my my own visit. Yeah. <laughs> it was nobody else, you know. Everybody else had signed at that point. So gotcha. yeah, man, it was a unique situation, but you know, it was a, it was a good one overall. That's dope, man. That uh, how did that a good experience? Yeah, right. You kind of get that one on one, you know, experience mm-hmm. with the coaches. Right. How did that conversation go with Georgia Southern? Oh, man, that that was stressful, man. So um, I think Georgia Southern started to realize that that they were going to lose the battle um, and they were calling me off the hook and saying, you know, (laughs) don't get don't get captivated by, you know, the nice facilities and playing Division one and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it got to the point where I just kind of got overwhelmed and I was just like, I let my 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 dad uh, handle the phone calls and my dad kind of started to talk to the coaches and let them know, like, you know, this is the decision that we're going with. You know, we respect everything that you and, and grateful for everything that you've done. But, you know, we're going to be going to Boston College. And uh, that, that was it. Yeah. You know, I don't think the public realizes the because you guys are 17, 18 years old at this time. I don't think exactly. the public realizes, you know, the type of stress and pressure you, you feel. You know what I mean? And this is pre-social media. So I can't even think about what the kids go through today. Exactly, man. 17 years old, um, you know, making a decision like that, that, you know, for the next four years, mm. you know, it's a tough one. You know, it's, yeah. it's and not not at any point did my parents, you know, try to sway me a certain way. It was all up to me on the decision on where to go. Mm. Um, they just gave their 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 feedback on what they felt. But I think even that adds pressure to it because you're still you're feeling like God, I got to make this decision. Is this the right one? <laughs> um, so so yeah, it's kind of kind was of, well, was stressful, man. Trying to yeah. you know break that news to, to yeah. Georgia Southern. Dream school, man. When Florida State actually came to me, um, they were they were of course looking at my 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 teammate Brendan Dester because um, mm. he had offers rolling in, and they saw me around springtime. I talked to one of the recruiters. They started sending me letters in and. Um, I remember, like, it got to about that time where, like, you know, waiting on a, a scholarship offer, and my head coach, uh, Mike Cullison, was like, you know, Florida State said if you were just a little bit bigger, you know, they would have wow. offered you. And I was like, what? So, no. you know, I was like, I don't, I don't really know about that because I looked at their corners, like, you know, for example, Tony Carter that came out of Tony Carter, yeah. yeah, Tony Carter. Probably was 170. Tony Carter was like, yeah, exactly, man. Like, like I, I was a little bit bigger than Tony Carter, not by much, but just a little bit, you know. And I remember seeing him, you know, uh, at Florida State because we played against him. Mm. I was just like, he, he ain't that much bigger than me. So I, I don't know what they, <laughs> they told my coach, you know, yeah. uh, to to try to get away from that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Razzy. So during your time at BC, uh, it seems like the coaching staff, you know, kind of was moving you back and forth between DB and uh, running back. Um, do you think that limited your development at all, or did you request that position change? Um, I, I definitely didn't request that. That that was a decision on part of the coaching staff. So when I first got there, I was uh, basically playing corner all the way up until my redshirt junior year, um, and they they told me like right before training camp, um, and you know, and and you know it's. One of the things were like, 
I, w- I didn't know how to feel about it because I'm like, all right, so maybe they're putting me in a position where, you know, they think I can help the team more. But mm-hmm. that that spring before that, you know, in our spring game, like I balled out, man. Like oh, I, mm-hmm. You know, it was and it was battling for the starting boundary corner spot, um, you know, between mm-hmm. myself and my best friend, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, we were going at it. I had a great spring game man. took a pick six, like 100 yards. Oh, to the man. Wow. <laughs> you done and, lost and, it up, um, bro. Right, right. So, you know, I was feeling good about it. And then, you know, training camp starts and literally it was like we were moving into the dorms for training camp. And, you know, I get called to the office, to, to the coach's office and was like, yeah, we, we, we want to move you to the offensive side of the ball because we like your speed. We think that you can utilize, we can utilize you in the pass game, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was like, OK, you know, I was a little, little mad about it, but Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, all right, let's get it. And, um, you know, it just it I don't know, it, it didn't it didn't work out like I was hoping, um, yeah. you know, I, it, looking back at it, you know, I would tell any young athlete in a situation like that, you know, if you don't think it's the right move, man, put your foot down like they can't, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the things where like you have a choice, you have mm-hmm. more of a choice than you think you do. And I think it's one of them things where I, I didn't realize how much of a choice I had, because I could have broken down to them and be like, you know, straight up, y'all saw what type of spring I had. So mm-hmm. why why are we making this move now? So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what, what went down when that 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 changed to to the offensive side of the ball. And I, I like I love your advice there. Um, you know, I just take it back to a twenty twenty one year old Razzie. That's probably an intimidating conversation to have. One, you kind of probably don't want to piss off the coaches because you don't want them to retaliate to you in any kind of you know playing time way. But um, Razzy today would give that advice, and I think that's that's dope. Absolutely. So, how would you actually summarize, you know, your time at BC overall? You know, both on the field and off the field. Uh, I, I mean, the, the best way to say it was it was a it was a roller coaster. You know, it was a lot of a lot of great times, a lot of low times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, I I got that education, that degree. Yeah. Um, and that's a big time know, degree. That's a big, <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, I, I I came through, you know, I had my, my pitfalls at times, you know, just, you know, for anybody being in a situation where, you know, you have started and been a significant part of a team, you know, from high school, even before that. And then you go to a program where everybody's the man mm-hmm. um, and you're you're playing limited roles. Um, you know, it, it can get to, you, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's tough, especially when you're putting the work in. You know, it's one thing yeah. if if you're, if you're not putting the work in and you just kind of like going in, like I've, I've had teammates that, you know, got scholarships and they knew that that, that was the end of the road for them or yeah. they just didn't mm-hmm. have any any plans of playing at the next level. Um, so they, they kind of just went with the flow. But me, man, that was just that was never a part of my get up, you know, mm-hmm. and playing at the next level was always my goal. And I was going to push myself to the limit if I had man. to just to get there. So. Uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's it, it was great. You know, like I said, it, I I got lasting friendships. Um, you know, I ended up meeting my wife up here in in, in the Boston area. Uh, oh, okay. and, and I'm still here. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still here. So, so you know, it, to the to the plus side of that, you know, it's, it's it's like it had a lasting impression on me enough to where you know I'm living here and got a family. So. Says a lot. Uh, yeah. I was gonna ask you what was your best experience you had while you were up there. 
But just to be on the safe mm-hmm. side with wifey, we're going to go and use that one. <laughs> right, so that way, yeah, right, right. <laughs> get, get, get my dog some brownie points. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> uh, so, Razzie, after what was technically your red shirt junior season, you decide it's time for a change of scenery. Um, you know, kind of, I guess you kind of alluded to it, but what exactly was the reason for the decision? And um, what was the conversation like with you and the BC coaches? Yeah, so after, uh, you know, my redshirt junior season, uh, I kind of just sat down with my parents and went over some things because, uh, you know, before my redshirt junior season, probably like around my redshirt sophomore season, actually my redshirt freshman season, towards the mm-hmm. end of that, I was kind of going back and forth with myself if I wanted to transfer oh. or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, my mom and my dad, really my mom more, so, because my dad, he just wanted to see me on the field. Mm-hmm. My mom, she was like, you know, if you stay for two more years, you, you know, you get that degree from, mm-hmm. you know, Boston yeah. College. So, you know, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll stay. And um, so I ended up getting that degree and had a year of eligibility left, spoke with my parents and said, you know, all right, I'm going to find somewhere else so I can do my, my fifth year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, presented my dad with a list. Um, and during that time, man, that was a tough time because uh, I think that was a time when it just started where fifth-year seniors were eligible to transfer to a 1A school without actually sitting out. Oh, that um, graduate transfer but I, rule. But I, I don't know if the NCAA as a whole knew – because I, I'm, I remember specifically calling them and asking them, like, you know, if I graduate, get my degree, and, and go to another 1A school, mm-hmm. will I have to sit out? And I don't think the information was clear across the board on that because I think that same year, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, what's his name? I think it's Jeremiah Masoli that came yeah, from the quarterback mm-hmm. from Oregon. Yeah, went to Ole Miss. Trans- exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And that was that same year. So, uh, but I, but I, you know, I, based off of that, I ended up presenting with a list of one AA schools, and um, mm-hmm. you know, South Carolina State ended up being the one. That's right, man. So you transferred to South Carolina State, and uh, your legacy there, man, your grandfather, your pops, and three uncles all played there. So it's obvious right. why you chose to finish your career there, but um, were there, what other schools were you considering? And did you feel any um, pressure to pick South Carolina State, honestly? No, no no pressure. Okay. Um, I, just think it, I just think it came down to connections um, okay. because, you know, we – at that time, there there was no transfer portal. It was, you know, getting my tape out there. There was really no way to send my tape out there unless I I mailed it to somebody. I was reaching out to a bunch of coaches at different yeah. schools. Mm-hmm. wasn't getting that that, that much uh, as far as a response. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had I, I narrowed it down to South Carolina State, um, Fam, uh, Cookman. Um, I had Hampton on there, Grambling. Mm-hmm. It's all HBCUs. Yeah, and, I see. Honest, yeah, I, yeah. And at, at the beginning of that, I was looking at some other schools um, like UMass because um, I had three teammates from BC that ended up transferring to UMass like uh, two years prior to that. Oh, yeah. um, but I but I wasn't really getting any responses. So, uh, like I said, through connections and head coach Buddy Pugh, who's still the head coach of South Carolina State, was actually a teammate of my dad and my uncle mm. um, when they were playing at South Carolina State. So he – reached out to him and he was like yeah bring him on he can come come join the team all right, all right. Uh, what was the uh 
what was your transition like going from a PWI to an HBCU and what were some of the bigger differences between the two? Um, well, listen, HBCU, man, I had, I had a great time, man. That, that <laughs> campus life, <laughs> campus life, man. Listen, that, that right there. And like the majority of my family is going to HBCU. You know, mm-hmm. it was only me and a few other members of the family that, that went to PWI. So, mm-hmm. uh, but the transition, it, it, honestly, it wasn't a tough transition. Uh, I think if anything, it was more so like going from, a big city of Boston where there's a lot to do. And then I go to Orangeburg, South Carolina, where it isn't much to do. And, you know, but at, at the end of the day, we were the focal point of the town, you know, so the town shut down when South Carolina State plays. But um, as far I, th- I think the biggest thing is probably just like facilities and the way we travel, um, mm-hmm. you know, locker room, stuff like that. It, it, but the, other than that, it, it wasn't a, a huge difference. Okay. So it was mainly just on the football side. Yeah, man, it's, it's – it, it it wasn't uh you know I I was in, in grad classes you know that met you know three times a week um, yeah. you know that other than that I I was able to go to the, the weight room and all that stuff throughout the day it was a cool pretty it was a cool schedule to be honest you know as as a grad transfer okay okay gotcha. hey, hey Pell what was that uh burger place in Orange Burg that you were talking oh, about oh yeah uh have you ever heard of the uh, Beacon oh so so the Beacon is now, do they have a beacon in uh in Orangeburg? Now there, there's one in Spartanburg. Spartanburg oh, maybe yeah. I'm getting uh, the Bergs mixed up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's, that's funny. That's funny. Too. That's funny that you mentioned that, man. Because I used to I used to live in Spartanburg for a, a for a little bit of time as a kid. Okay. Oh. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So I know exactly about the beacon. That that that's, they're bringing back memories with that. Man, <laughs> hey, well, you know, all right. So you probably heard you heard of um, Mars Hill University. Yes, I have. Yeah, that, that's actually the college I went to, and my best friend was okay. from uh, Landrum, South Carolina. I think that's yeah. exit number one, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> right. <laughs> shout out to Pint. Yeah, shout out to Pint. We would literally drive from exit one all the way to the Beacon just to get the food and then come right back, bro. So, <laughs> so <trust> <laughs> Was, did they still have that? I don't know if that guy's still there, man. When no, he passed away. Yeah, he died. Really? Yeah. yeah. I heard oh, about that. Oh, man. man. That's yeah. sad, man. He used, to, he used to yell that order back there, man. <laughs> yep. I that as a kid. Get yeah. your ass skipped quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what a small man. world, man. Al, so um, before we wrap up the college segment, man, talk about the game against Grambling State. How was it playing back at the crib in front of some family? Man, that that was an experience like no other, man, because I think at that point that was my third time playing in the Citrus Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I played there uh, at, when I was at BC. We played against Michigan State for the bowl game down mm-hmm. there. Um, and then prior to that, it was, of course, playing against Jones. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that experience, man, playing in front of the family, I just remember it was it was, it was so hot, man. It was hot as hell. <laughs> hell yeah. Probably won't use uh, that heat no more. <laughs> man, that that was – I remember that. I was just like, this is sweltering. But, uh, the whole, <laughs> and we used to practice the, the whole, this. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. The, the whole family came out, man. Uh, we, we ended up beating them, I think, 34, 31 or something like – it was about three points, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was it was cool, man. It was a, it was a great experience. The stands was packed, a uh, great crowd, bands was playing. It was just overall just a great experience. 
awesome. Um, and you know, I know that was probably your first time back at the crib in a while. Was there like a, a place you just had to eat at when you back in Orlando? Man, to be honest, man, whenever I go back to the crib, I never really step out to go eat to oh, okay. any type of local places. Um, Mom's cooking that I, good. I, but <laughs> Mom's cooking, and then every now and then um, I have to go to Zaxby's, man, because they don't have it up here. Oh, uh, I got you, so bro. It, it's one of them things where it's just like I, I have to go, you know, up here up here in Boston, they don't really have chains like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's more Just so local. Dunking donuts everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely everywhere. So, yeah, so when I go to the crib, man, I I, I have to get some Zaxby's. But um, after listening to y'all, I'm going to start checking out some more of these local spots. Oh, yeah, time I'm in the crib. My man got a list for you whenever you're ready. Hey, for real. <laughs> absolutely. Hold on. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. So, um so in your one season at South Carolina State, uh, you win the MIAC Conference Championship, you handle your business on the field, and then the uh, Super Bowl champs hit you up and they want you to come to camp. That's the dream, the pinnacle, man. What was that feeling like when you got that call from the New Orleans Saints and uh, how did you celebrate the news? Man, it was uh, it was like a ton of weights off my shoulders, man, because mm-hmm. that whole day was – I just remember it was really stressful because you you had the draft that was three days, mm-hmm. um, and or, or two days. I can't remember how many days it was, but um, you know you get towards those later parts of the draft, and it's like, all right. So once the draft is over, you know I'm already expecting to, you know, not. I'm already know I'm not gonna get a phone call as far as getting drafted. But it was like once this draft is over, I'm I'm looking at my phone to see if it's gonna ring. Mm-hmm. Um, it took it took some time, man. It, it took it took some time, and my agent ended up calling me um, at the time and uh, let me know that the Saints wanted to bring me in for uh, for the, the rookie mini camp. And uh, you know, he just told me he's like, "Look, go in there and show them that you that you deserve to be there." You know, yeah. and uh, it was one of the things where it was like it was exciting, but you know, I knew there was work to be done. Right, you know? right. So it was right. like, you know, I I didn't really like go out and you know, celebrate with, with a bunch of people. It's just like I, I, I told my parents, mm-hmm. they were super excited. And, you know, my dad was calling, you know, family members to let them know. And that was, <laughs> that was, that was it, man. After, after yeah. that, it was just like, you know, I got, I got to get ready for many camps. Right. Like back, back to getting ready to train, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when people see the words, you know, they might see the article, Razzie Smith, NFL, you know, they don't they might not understand the whole process, but they're just gonna assume you're a millionaire, at least close to it. Did you did you have any fourth and fifth cousins hitting your line asking you for a few dollars <laughs> or to invest in their new business? Nah, man, oh, okay. it wasn't anything like that. But but I can say that, you know, people do start to hit you up a little bit more. And it's <laughs> not necessarily, you know, asking for money, but they might try to hang out a little bit. Position themselves. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I, I did notice that, you know, as far as you know, people popping up out of nowhere and, you know, wanting to be interested with, and it's kind of like you, like, well, where were you at when I was in college? You know, yeah, ramen noodle. Exactly. You know, it's like now, now you want to show up and try to find out, you know, what's going on with everything now that you see that I got the opportunity with the Saints. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that that did that did happen. 
Okay. So after your time with the Saints, in you uh you get a, you sign a deal with the Montreal uh, Alouettes of so CFL, mm-hmm. and then uh you know you end up playing some semi-pro ball after that. But at what point or when did you know that you know it was time to, you know, give up pursuing pro ball and be content with kind of just playing and competing for the love of the game? Uh man, I don't know. That 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 was a that was a tough time to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. is and you guys know how it is, man. You play mm-hmm. a sport for so long, and mm-hmm. you know it ends in the way that you weren't really thinking it would. And it's like, mm-hmm. all right, so where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went when I when I went to Montreal, um, man, that was a great experience. Um, mm-hmm. You know. The teammates were great. They had just won the, the Grey Cup the year before. Um, oh, man, champs is and, coming after you. Huh? For real? I was just going <laughs> to <Right>. say that. <laughs> right. So uh, I went up there and, um, you know, training camp was great. The coaching staff really liked me. Um, I ended up starting the preseason game um, against, man, who do we play? I think Winnipeg. We played okay. Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And, um had a decent game, not great, um, and then they let then they let me go after that, which was shocking. And mm. um, it's one of the things like like on hard knocks, man. You you get that knock at your door or that phone call, and they say, "Hey, uh, the GM want to see you. Mm. Bring your playbook." And once I heard them words, I was like, "All right, so I know it's time to get up out of here. They, they yeah. send me back." Um, but you know, after that, there was kind of like a gap in between. Uh, you know, me stopping to play. Uh, when when I got cut from from Montreal, and then when I started playing semi pro, uh, semi pro was when I when I got up here in Boston, and uh, it was more so just that itch of wanting to play. Got and, to yeah, yeah, man, I, I I wasn't trying to pursue anything professionally. Uh, you know, I had stepped into corporate world, just stepped into the corporate world at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my wife was like she wasn't my wife at the time, but we were together, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it's just like one of the things where it's like I I'm not even gonna try to do this as far as trying to pursue anything just for the love of the game. And I played the semi pro for three years. Uh, we won two championships, and uh, it was cool, man. It's just like it's it's it was, it's a mix of guys. You got guys that played college, guys that only yeah. played high school, mm-hmm. guys that's never played football before. Um, but it's just kind of like that camaraderie, yeah. you know, brotherhood type yeah. thing. So it, it it was fun, man. I I did it for three years, probably. I, Kind of wanted to do it for another year, mm-hmm. uh, but I was like, "All right, that's that's it." Uh, so yeah. I, I guess I officially retired uh, <laughs> at the age of, of 28, 29, yeah. something like that. So right. yeah. it's funny you say that. You know, you you're talking about the camaraderie piece there, and I, anytime you kind of talk to an ex football player, you know, football is hard, man. The practices, playing out in the elements like that. But when you leave, man, it's really the locker room that you miss. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. hanging out with the guys. So, you know, I think that's the part that a lot of people tend to miss the most and try to recreate or go back to. Yeah, man, absolutely, man. Like, I, I think about it now. Like, as far as the physical side of the game and everything, I don't miss that one bit. Mm-hmm. But, Me and you both. You know, being, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, being in the locker room with, your, with your teammates and just – you know, cracking jokes and having yeah. deep conversations. Mm-hmm. The, the traveling, you know, yeah. some guys didn't really like traveling. I, I used to enjoy traveling, man. You know, that, yeah. that 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 was fun in college. You know, just going places that I've never been before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about some of the stadiums that we played in. 
um, in the ACC, man, and just mm-hmm. able to see those different campuses and stuff. Like, yeah. I was always – I always loved going on the road. Some guys didn't like it because we got back real late and they weren't able to party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Because half the campus was asleep, but yeah. you know, uh, I, I enjoyed that that aspect of it. And some of the best stories come from those bus rides and those plane rides, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, it's great because I also heard uh, I listened to some of the other podcasts that you guys mm-hmm. had, and uh, like my little my my little bro uh, Emory Peoples, who was he was Emory was at Olympia um, when I was a senior. He was a freshman on varsity. Yeah, um, and. He was also on the four by one with me my senior year, uh, okay. so I I know him well. And like you said, yeah. you mentioned Bernard McGee, but he mentioned uh, at one point the, the loudest stadium that he played in, and across the board, it seemed like everybody said Virginia Tech, and oh, they couldn't man. be more correct. I was going to ask you question, Kyle. You got my question. I was so <laughs> for real. That's crazy, yeah, Razzy. You like the Listen, fifth person, like yeah, yeah. V Tech, V Tech. So we. We we ended up playing VTech. Um, this was 2007, when we ended up upsetting them. Um, it was a Thursday night primetime game. Monkeys don't really come after this punt, and Royal lets it go over his head, and it'll roll right out of near the one. Woo-hoo. Great job, Razzie Smith got down there to get a hand on it, and look at the field position for Virginia Tech. On a nasty night in Lane Stadium. Wow. Um, and this is the one where Matt Ryan basically rolled out and threw the ball across the field. I remember that yeah. too. Yeah. And yeah. my my boy Andre Callender caught it in the back of the end zone. But man, that crowd. So I remember we were out there warming up, and it had rained all day long mm. that day. Mm-hmm. And um, so we get out to the stadium, and the, the stadium was. Man, if I would have guessed, there were probably 5,000 people in the stadium when we were warming up. And um, one of the freshmen at the time turned and looked and was like, man, ain't nobody going to be at this game. And the other class and looked at it and was like, you just wait. Ah, man, they, are, they outside juicing up right now. <laughs> man, we came out that tunnel, man. They played into the Sandman. And that crowd started jumping up. I couldn't, I couldn't hear the person next to me. Man. It was that loud, man. What makes that it loud. so loud? Man? Yeah, because like, like, what is it? Honestly, I don't know because it's not the biggest stadium that we played right. in. Because Clemson was uh, probably the biggest. Clemson's pretty loud too, but uh, mm-hmm. I think I think it's the structure of the stadium, man. The way it is, I think it's like down. I don't know if it's like down in a valley or something, so it kind of yeah. keeps that sound in there. Mm-hmm. But hands hands down. Loudest stadium I ever played in. Man. Yeah, I got to, I got to make a trip to Blacksburg. See the watch that yeah, yeah, watch that boy to go on to see a game, bro. <laughs> got to. Yeah, I got, got to see what's got happening. Because you know we grew up, we basically grew up in SEC country, bro. So we always hear these right. SEC stadiums, but everybody keeps throwing out everybody. Virginia Tech. So that's interesting. Yeah, man. it was it's uh, Virginia Tech's loud. Um, Clemson Clemson's pretty loud. Florida State, of course, mm-hmm. um, and. I, uh, surprisingly, NC State, man, I I got my first year oh, start. Really? Uh, my red my red shirt freshman year against NC State, mm-hmm. um, and man, you want to talk about? I couldn't I couldn't even hear my safety trying to tell me to call. It was Dang. all it was all sign language. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's dope, yeah. man. Appreciate those stories, though. For real. No doubt.
So, Razzy, I see, you know, you recently became a pops a few months back to a baby boy. Uh, congratulations on a beautiful congrats, family, bro. Congrats. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. So what is life like for you these days, and uh, how has becoming a parent changed you? Man, it's definitely an adjustment, but it's mm-hmm. the best adjustment you can ever make, man. It's, yeah. uh, you know, he, he just turned five months uh, last week. Okay. Um, so he's at, that, he's, at, he's at that point now where he's like, showing his personality and everything mm-hmm. but you know my wife and I are both working from home so throughout the day we are just back and forth like yeah you know, handing him I hand him to her she hands him to me yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's great man just just to it's one of those things where like you know uh growing up you know I had my my parents and seeing the things that they did for me and my brother mm-hmm. and now it's, it's it's coming full circle you start to understand like how much your parents really grinded for you, oh, you know, man. to make, and, uh, you know, now that I'm in a position, you know, as a, as a husband and a father, man, it's just, it's, it's a blessing every day to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, I know the, the COVID atmosphere has, uh, you know, changed things and it's made raising mm-hmm. kids, uh, you know, just, that's just another challenge. Um, right. but as a result, I think a lot more people have been able to work from home and you get to right. witness a lot of those first moments, man. Um, I yeah. I recently had a I recently had a daughter. She's just a little over a year now, and okay. you know, it's just Congrats. been I just yeah, thanks, bro. I you know, it's just been a blessing just to see so many firsts, and I would know I would have missed a lot of that, you know, if had exactly. I not had that opportunity. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. man it's it's because uh, I mean I've I've been working from home throughout my wife's entire pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, so I was. It was her plus, you know, all the way up to this point with our little our little guy with being five months. So, you know, I haven't missed a beat. And no. I'm glad I haven't. You know, yeah. it's, it's, I know the pandemic has been, you know, terrible for a lot of reasons. But, mm-hmm. you know, on the plus side, I've been able to spend as much time as possible with my family. And I, I, I can't be mad at that one bit. Already, man. I like that. So when, uh, when we putting the football in his hand, bro, you got to keep the family family <laughs> tradition going. Man, soon, but it's gonna yeah. be one of them things where, you know, as he gets older, I'm just gonna, you know, have a conversation with. Him. I don't think I'll actually let him play tackle football until he's yeah. probably like around middle school. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so I'll probably, probably, probably do the the flag football route, and then I'm just gonna introduce him to a bunch of sports and, you know, see what he likes. You know, That's baseball, right. basketball, soccer, you know, track, yeah. all of it. I'm just yeah. give him an opportunity to make a decision for himself and. Whatever he likes, that's what we're going to go with. That's dope, like that. Absolutely. That's dope. Uh, Chappelle, do you have any questions, man, before we get to the quick hitters? Man, you know, I'm getting, hey, I'm ready for my favorite part. Our quick hitter segment today is brought to you by Jarrell McCoy, your Central Florida realtor. For most people, a home is the largest asset that they will ever own in their lifetime. When getting to the real estate market, you should have an expert by your side to help you avoid the numerous pitfalls that a real estate transaction can have. Regardless of what side of the transaction you're on, Darrell McCoy and his team have proven winning strategies to assist you with all of your real estate needs. So if there's a home you want to buy or sell, just pick up your phone and call Darrell. Call or text 407-234-0923 for your free, no obligation consultation. Again, that's 407-234-0923. Darrell McCoy, your Central Florida Real. Hey, now this is um what we do is basically try to put these moments kind of like when you're in high school. So um, 
you know, have fun with it. Anything that come to mind, first thing that come to mind, you know, just let it flow. All right. All right. All right. Besides Chris Johnson, who's the most talented high school team that you've ever had? Oh man! So besides <laughs> Chris Johnson, yeah, <laughs> um, don't make it easy on you right? at all. <laughs> as soon as you took that out, I was like, okay. And now right. I got to think. <laughs> Honestly, man, I'm trying to. Th- I-, I would say Bernard McGee was probably the most talented, and um, he was. He lined up everywhere, man. So he was a year ahead of me. So he was in the same class as Chris. And uh, we call him Bino. And Bino lined up in slot receiver outside. He played corner. Um, that dude was talented, man. I mean, just great hands, really quick. Um, just I, I, probably definitely. He, he was definitely besides Chris Johnson the most talented. <laughs> he said besides Chris Johnson. I like it. I like it. <laughs> So you know we you know we gotta look clean when we play, man. That's just the Florida code. Who inspired right. your drip on the field? Man, it was a it's a mix between my my dad, mm. um, Dion Sanders, to okay. be honest, man. Just watching watching way Dion dressed, um, and then my dad started it when I was a kid, man. So when I first started playing football. My dad used to spat my ankles, man. Oh, he, he had me with it, he, 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 he with the tape on my wrist and all that. And you know, that's that's because he he dressed like that when he was yeah. in school. So, um, you know, that's that's I definitely came from him first. Nah, I, I like that. I like that. So, I mean, you did mention, uh, you know, you come from a football family, which I I, I love stories like that. Now, you don't have to be modest, okay? Uh, based <laughs> off the stories that you've heard growing up. Who do you think was the best football uh, player inside your family? Remember, man, you got to go to the family reunion. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, man, that is that is a really, really tough question Um, because I didn't find out how good my dad was until I started reading articles. You know, he used to tell me stories, and I think naturally as a kid, you don't really like pay attention to your parents. Mm -hmm. but that's tough, man, because I, I, my, my uncle, my, my dad's older brother, uh, played running back at South Carolina State. He was really good. Um, mm-hmm. He, he was definitely. And then my cousin, uh, um, he played at Southeast Missouri State, okay. um, running back. Um, he, he was really good. But I, I don't know, man. That, that's that's tough. I, I think nat- naturally, 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 I'm, I'm gonna go with my dad. Man. Yeah, that's right, home I team. Like it. There we go. Yeah, your pops know, played DB linebacker. Oh, linebacker. Okay. Yeah, he played. He played linebacker, and uh, well, he started off as safety, and then mm-hmm. they moved to the linebacker. Um, and that team that they played on at, at South Carolina State, man, they they got a few Hall of Famers, like NFL Hall of Fame, like I think Harry Carson. Oh yeah, um, linebacker for the Giants. Yeah. Um, who else did that? Donnie Shell was on that yeah, team. Donnie okay. Shell and my dad were like actually roommates. Yeah. Um, so you know that's back at, back in the seventies, where yeah. early seventies, where a lot of the best athletes from our community were going to the HBCU. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Yeah. So they yeah. they had a squad. They, they had a really good team. Yeah. I mean, shoot, not many like big time colleges could say they got two Hall of Famers on defense at once. So that's dope, man. Right. For real. Exactly. Uh, so we all have that one game on the schedule. Where we really lock in and want to show out. Which high school was that for you? Edgewater. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, because I knew I, I knew playing against Edgewater because they got some 
they always had some dogs that yeah. every scout there is in the mm-hmm. area was going to be at that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's one. And, and I actually, man, I had a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a kickoff return, 94 yards, but I didn't take it to the crib. Come so, on, Razzie. Uh, <laughs> man, I remember this, man. So the, the angle that I took uh, kind of messed me up in the long run. And, and Lorenzo Edwards came from the uh, other side, and I didn't see him. He was a sophomore at the time. I mean, I wish I could find that film, man. I just remember <laughs> my coach telling me, um, excuse me, in the film session, he was like, you should have went the opposite way. Because Lorenzo had a straight line straight to me, um, um, and I didn't see him. And he got me at, like, the three-yard line or something like that. So, he was special, uh, man. Well, he was special. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask you, uh, before the games, you know, back in high school, uh, what were you, I guess, what was your go-to to eat? And then what was your go-to to listen to as far as the music? Uh, go-to to eat, which is, man, I'm embarrassed to even say this. We used to go to <laughs> – um, we used to go to a pizza spot before the game, which mm-hmm. is just terrible. Now that I think back, I was just like, man, it's just, 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 just kids, man. So it was a, High it was a, school, it was a mix between, right, exactly. It was a mix between this pizza spot and then one of our teammates, uh, he used to have people come over his house and his mom used to like make a whole bunch of food for the team. Um, mm. so that that was that was the that was the pregame meal. And what, what was the other one after that? Other question? Uh, uh, the uh, the the music. What, what, like, what was your oh. go-to song or go-to artist? Or you know, um, I didn't really have go-to song, but I think at the time I was listening to high school. So this was two thousand four, mm-hmm. two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So this this was like Lil Wayne. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. This was this was the Carter. Yeah, his best album, by the way. Yeah, man, best album, best album. So I was listening to that, and um, I think Jeezy had just come out of that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think I don't think Thug Motivation was out yet, but but I I think he had come out with some some mixtapes. Tapes, yeah. Um, and was was listening to that. So those those are probably the top ones, and that that and Ti Court. Yeah, you gotta have tip in that. Yeah. Man, that's funny. Right. I was thinking about what he was talking about the eating. I played O, o- line, Razzie, so you know I was wilding out on Fridays eating brownies and cookies before games. <laughs> if I did that in college, man, I would have passed out on the field. Yeah, exactly, man. Crazy. Man. That's why I said I, the stuff that we did as kids, man. It's just like, why was I even doing that? Man, <laughs> eating that type of food before a game. All right, bro. Insane. <laughs> uh, Razzie. Um, Give me three guys from high school that you would take to run a four by one with, but it can't be anyone that you ran with at Olympia. Hmm. Man. Uh, ooh, boy. And it, ha- it has to be Orlando area, correct? Yeah. I know Antoine Bell and Evans. I heard that name. Used though. to always, yeah, man. He, he played slot receiver for them. That's my homie, man. We, uh, go back way back. Um, mm-hmm. We it used to be competition in, in, with me and him, okay. uh, and I, I have to say some of the guys younger than me. Um, trying to think, some of these guys was Demps in the area. I think. Yeah, he counts. Yeah, he counts. Yeah, Florida Claremont. Yeah, and um, uh, Marvin Bracy, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. This cold team, black. For real. <laughs> Which wide receiver you would say was the toughest matchup in high school? 
Um, Greg Matthews. Greg Matthews. <laughs> yeah, man, that's and that's 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 one of my good friends too, man. We uh, you know, Greg ended up going to Michigan and having a pretty good career yeah. up there, and uh, you know, we played Edgewater, man. Me and him was 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 dueling, going <laughs> at it, and yeah. uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. That was mm-hmm. definitely a. Uh, he he hit me through some rocks a couple of times. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, and I, I got him. I got him a few times. So uh, okay, that was that was my biggest battle right there in high school. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Greg. He and he, I would definitely say he a four seven legend, man. So we got to get him on here too. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well. Yeah, we working on. Yeah. This. Last question for you, brother. Uh, top three players you played against in high school. So so Greg gonna be on there for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jarvis Williams at Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. He went to North Carolina State, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah we ended up playing against each other uh, in in college as well. Nah, um, and then the third one, man, this I have to say, I have to say Timmy Holloman. Oh, okay, uh, man. That's wow. your boy. Huh? <laughs> you know a crazy that story, bro. Man. You know a crazy story. Me, me, Timmy was my first teammate. At with the Winter Park Tigers when we were, I think, eight years old. His dad was our coach, actually. And um, I grew up with Timmy. We both started playing running back, and that's what, actually one running back that I would follow. You know, I was at Cypress Creek and Freedom, and I would always check his stats. But I ended up playing with uh, Timmy and uh, his dad coaches when we were, like, nine years old, man. That's a small world. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, I remember we played against him. I think he had – we played against Edgewater. I think he had a hundred yards, over hundred yards on us. Um, yeah, he did um, that to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, man, he was a he was a baller, man. I think he ended up yeah. going to South South Missouri State. As we went. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah. 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 So I mean, that's the guys that I went against. And then the other side of the ball, like I, I've seen, um, you know, when I was on offense, like mm. Marvin Peoples, man. Oh man. my God. Uh, <laughs> That dude was a problem, too. For real. Man, and that, that's, that's one of the homies, too. So, you know, me and yeah. Marvin know each other. He, yeah. he went to Maryland. You know, we were both mm-hmm. in the ACC. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I had my time against him. So, I whenever, whenever I had to line up and running back, I was definitely trying to see where he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Me and you both. <laughs> if you're trying to play next week, you must. <laughs> oh, exactly. man. I, I always still say, bro, that is the hardest dude to ever hit me in high school football. I still say yeah. to this day. Yeah. <laughs> that dude was a beast, man. <laughs> you know how APK was. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Boys were no joke, man. <laughs> But exactly. Razzy, bro, this has been a dope conversation, dog. We appreciate you sharing your stories with us. Uh, yes. your time. Is there anything you want to say before you get offline, bro? Uh, man, I mean, I just, I just overall just appreciate you guys for for having me on, man. Definitely feel honored. You know that someone even considers me a four hundred seven legend already, bro. For real, so, bro. But I, I mean, overall, just keep keep it up. I'm definitely gonna be, you know, paying attention to the pod going forward and. Letting everybody know in the area and outside of the area to know about the podcast, man. Hey, keep, we appreciate keep up the great work. We appreciate, appreciate you, my that, brother. man, for real. All right, Raz. All right, sounds All right, good. Appreciate right, it. Have a good one. That was class of 2005, Olympia High School football and track star, Razzie Smith. We appreciate him chopping it up with us. Washed Up Boys, signing out. Thank you, thank you. It has been another episode of Washed Up Boys. It's your boy C. Rose. It's your boy KG. 
and we appreciate you tuning in make sure you follow like subscribe tell your mama tell your brother tell your cousin tell your gee i ain't forgetting nobody right you all good my brother all right man so tune in next week we're gonna have another crazy episode and we are out peace